0: Well, here we are. Here we are. It's officially episode 60, isn't it? Yes, it is. Finally, after several sort of, uh, you know, <laughs> blue balls <laughs> <Yes>. type episodes. it <laughs> have been like... We're here. 59 and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? It's coming up, guys. It's coming up. Three-eighths. 59 three-eighths. Yeah, exactly. 59 and 15-sixteenths. Finally, 60.
1: I'm Bobby Navia.
0: And I am Dorian Weinzimmer.
1: And welcome, everybody, to episode 60 of The Couch. Yeah. I would like to just imagine that we are sitting at Casa Vega, having ordered our Mexican food. Mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we're not, uh, we're not El Coyote types. We're no. Casa Vega types. Casa yeah. Vega types, yes. <laughs> Casa Vega.
1: Um, obviously, if you don't know, that is a reference to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah, which Dorian and I got to see last week. This is not what our episode is about, but I feel no. like I feel like we need to.
0: Yeah, it has to be. It has to be discussed. We're gonna
1: address <laughs> that elephant in the room for probably a couple of weeks. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, we're gonna
0: continue addressing it because I'm gonna continue seeing it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So.
1: Uh, Dorian and I went to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last week at uh, Music Box. Goddamn right. 70 millimeter. It was amazing. And uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it is still playing. At Music Box and there should not be any reason why you are not going to see this movie in 70mm at the Music Box Theater if you live in Chicago. Am
0: I right? Fucking right. Yes. Well Ann, you can attest to the fact that the 70 millimeter print is Vastly preferable to the digital projection. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. saw
1: it. We saw the uh, Thursday first screening of it. Yeah, Very o'clock. first
0: screening of this seventy millimeter print. The
1: seventy millimeter. And then that Sunday of that weekend, I went to go see a. Um, I went to go see it with my my family, uh, in a movie movie theater with you know digital, and uh, yeah, the digital was not as impressive as the seventy millimeter. It's like Ooh. the first time in a long yeah. time like that I've. I've noticed the difference, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So um, it was just, like, really dark. Thank God, like, the audio was good in the theater because that was, you know, at least we could, like, hear it in some of the, the big parts. But, um, yeah, parts of the movie just looked either, like, really, really dark, like especially in the beginning, like, when they're driving through the city, mm-hmm. like, going to that meeting to meet Al Pacino's character. Yeah. Like, it just looked a little too dark. Hmm. And I was like, ah, this is really weird. Yeah. I remember this feeling, like, a lot brighter because it was, like, the morning or whatever, oh, the yeah. afternoon, you know? Yeah, I know, so,
0: I do know there there is a, a persistent issue in the film industry as well with like um you know that a lot of filmmakers have complained about that uh, you know the a lot of the theaters they don't change the bulbs in their projectors often yeah, it's enough probably, not,
1: probably maybe what it was so
0: so yeah they said they've said that oftentimes it's like yeah the shit's a lot darker than they want it to be mm-hmm. you know in those theaters because they just they have a bulb that should have been replaced like three months ago but they don't yeah. want to spend the money you know that shit's expensive those yeah. are expensive bulbs (laughs) but um but yeah apparently so that that could have also played into this as well Mm. however i you know i'm i'm a big believer in you know the vast difference in quality between film and digital um oh there yeah 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 yeah, I mean, in a lot of regard, it's you know, it's it's one of those things. Like, there's pros and cons to both. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the film look is something that's sort of like irreplaceable. Yeah, and can't really be properly replicated by digital. Digital is very good at doing its own thing. You know, and yes. that's, what's great is that people have actually realized that and stopped trying to make digital look like film. Just mm-hmm. make it, you know, just make it good at what it does. Yeah, right, right. Um, so you know, they both have their place in the world. But you know, for a guy like Tarantino, especially who his whole worldview is through like the eye of a camera Mm -hmm. you know and and a camera that's shooting film you know he is not a digital guy whatsoever (laughs) no 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 no. so you know his his whole eye his whole style of filmmaking his whole you know everything about what he does is rooted in this belief in like actual film passing through a camera yeah and that does have an effect on you know the work and everything you know and uh so actually being able to see it on film you know is uh, makes a huge difference especially for a guy like this who it's like you know part of his personality too just like that being such a public thing about him that is been so celebrated about him as well mm-hmm. obviously his movies are all about the love of film right and cinema and the people who make cinema and this movie in particular is a love letter to all of that but yeah um you know, being able to, uh, you know, like almost like feel his pleasure that you're watching this movie on film,
1: Yeah. you know, while watching yeah. the movie, it yeah. just
0: adds to it. Cause it's like his hand as a director is always so present anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's always, you know, as, as Jean-Luc Godard used to put it, like the third person in the scene, you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. like, it could be Rick and Cliff talking, but Quentin's there, right. You know, the whole time <laughs> that Quentin's there. <laughs> so yeah. You know, um, he's there like
1: he's there in especially in this movie. He is there in whatever, you know, uh, commercials are happening on television, whatever posters are up like. Yeah. in the scene, oh, yeah. Like outside, like outside of a movie theater or inside of um, inside of Cliff's house. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's where he's at. Is, yeah. is Is those, you know, production design elements of the surroundings that the characters are yeah. like, inhabiting.
0: It was awesome hearing him talk about some of that stuff too, because he was just like, you know, people listen to the radio differently nowadays than they used to. Like right. now, you know, if you're even listening to the radio, it's like, you know, you're you're song hunting. You're yes. like swapping around and stuff. And he was like, but back then it was way different. Like you would just you'd put it on one station, and you just left it there. Yeah. And, and he was like, and you'd have it cranked. And he was like, so when commercials came on, you didn't turn it down. You just talked over the commercials. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. you know, he was like, it's always blasting, whether like it's an advertisement or, you know, so mm-hmm. he's like, that was, you know, and that was such a cool thing to have in there as well. It's yeah. like, you know, pulling into his driveway as like an advertisement for a Ray Bradbury book yeah. <laughs> is like blaring on the radio, uh-huh. you know, it's <laughs> it's just like kind of perfect. It really right. does kind of set up that, that milieu very well
1: um you've seen it twice yes yeah, i've seen s- it twice
0: yeah i saw it again on saturday night at the music box once again so okay. I've, I've only seen the 70 millimeter print <laughs> yeah and yeah. i'm definitely going to third time
1: yeah i want to go to third time uh definitely obviously 70 mm-hmm. um but um yeah did you uh do you have like a seeing it now twice yeah do you have like a favorite sequence at all like uh, I feel like there's always like those sections of his movies where it's yeah. like, they, they kind of stand out a little bit. From totally. The rest.
0: I mean, pretty much, you know, from the opening shot to the last shot is yeah. my favorite sequence of the movie. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> <But> Fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I I have a really, really deep affinity for, and this isn't, I mean, yeah, I guess we'll issue a spoiler warning. Yeah, spoiler alert if you haven't,
1: you know, seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Who knows? We might get into more. This isn't really like a big spoiler, but um, there's a scene where uh, Rick and Cliff are, uh, Rick has done a guest spot on this TV show called FBI. And there's a scene where just the two of them are just sitting there watching this episode together. Like that, he, you know, it's airing on TV now. And so they're like, let's just have a couple beers and watch this. Yeah. And like, there's a sequence. It's just like a few minutes where you watch like three minutes of this episode. <laughs> like that's what's filling the screen, and all you're, you're just hearing Rick and Cliff talking about it. Right. Like it, just watching the show and like reacting to it. It's like a commentary track, and it's yeah. so much fun. It's just it's just like sitting in a room, just like watching TV with a couple of people. Yeah. <laughs> and but these people happen to be you know DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Right. And, but you know playing these characters, of course. But it's just it's such a wonderful little moment (laughs) and I love their banter and it just, it feels, it's just, it's, it's really like a—I mean like everything Tarantino does, even when he's, you know, he, he's so good at like riding the line between like being deceptively profound and like unbelievably silly. Mm hmm. Um, and this is one of those moments where it's like on the surface level, like this is just it's just a funny scene, yeah. Because they're just like watching this, and it's like, oh, good leap, man, you know. And you just like hear him like sipping a beer or like (laughs) munching on pizza, right, (laughs) right. And it's just really like funny in that regard. Um, but that you know, as you're watching it, it's like there's a real sweetness to this. Mm And there's actually, so it, it has all these layers and has like a level of profundity to, in terms of like, you know, character development and everything yeah. to it. Aside from, you know, it, what at first just seems like a very idiosyncratic yeah. kind of like scene to throw in, mm-hmm. you know, that again is like very much of the times when, you know, people would sit down for like, you know, appointment television. Like we didn't have TiVo's. Yeah, it's like, right. you got to be sitting there at eight o'clock or you're not going to see it, you know? Right. And, um, you know, it, it seems on the surface just like something like that. But then like the more they're, you know, just watching it again, I was like, I was like, it was like warming my heart watching the scene. I yeah. just like, I felt this connection and this kind of like, you know, cause that is how they're connected is like through their work on television. Yeah. So it's like in a way, you know, this is like a totem for like the, the thing that binds the two of them together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even though I don't think Cliff did any like stunt work in that episode, it's like just watching rick doing his thing like you know he has this vicarious uh thing that's coming out through that right um but at the same time it's like it's also kind of bringing to light the fact you know especially that little line where he's just like oh nice leap you know when he go- yeah, comes like out yeah, of the yeah. back and stuff and it is it's a good it's a very it's a perfect television <laughs> actor leap out of the back of a truck <laughs> um, which i know is very constructed um yeah. by tarantino but it's like I don't know. It just it's it starts to like feed into some of the other things that the movie's been feeding you at this point, where you start to realize that like, you know, Cliff's not really the double for Rick. Like Rick's kind of the double for Cliff. Yeah. That like Cliff's the one who actually does all these things in real life. Mm-hmm. Like he is a real life hero. They even mention that he's like a war hero, and obviously right. you see him his prowess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in in various uh, you know states throughout this thing, but like he's the one that actually does all those things for real, and Rick's like the one that's pretending all the time. Yeah you know, and it's just, it's, it starts to kind of bring that element to the surface of it. Mm, okay. And it's just, there's a, yeah, there's a lot happening in that scene right. where you think you're just sitting there, like, you know, watching FBI on Sunday night, <laughs> having a six pack and a pizza <laughs> <laughs> with a couple of dudes. um, But, uh, but yeah, because it's Tarantino, it's just like, there's so much actually that's there. Yeah, and I felt while watching it the second time that that was kind of like a pivotal moment in like developing your understanding of the relationship between these two characters. Cause it, you know, it seems fairly clear cut in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, that
1: moment, that moment when they're watching it, uh, watching FBI, like, because that's the moment before we, you know, fast forward through Italy and his like mm-hmm. Italian movies, and yeah. then we're, you know, to basically like our, our third act or the climax of the movie. Yeah. You know. So, but uh, um, because that that particular scene ends that like whole day in the life uh, yeah. sequence where it's like. It's Cliff. He's on set. It's, Rick, Cliff's it's over It's you know yeah. Sharon. It's the three of them. Their whole day in the life, and then it's it's them too. But the second time watching it, like that scene really like sets up the sort of like it it sets up uh, their friendship really nice for me. It's like a nice little nice little cherry on top mm-hmm. to the movie so far. Yeah, because we start with them and then they split up and then now we're back with them again. Yeah, um, and it actually really. Not that I didn't enjoy, you know, the the Manson part of it at mm. the end of the movie, but, like, I enjoyed it more because I was just, like, it's these two guys. It's, like, these yeah. two friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they are rising to the fucking occasion yep. like, for each other. You know what I mean? And um, I just, like, loved it even more. Um, and I felt like I got to – not that I didn't hear everything that, you know um, – Cliff was saying, commenting on like, oh, I like that, you know, face shot. Or mm-hmm. I like that look, you know, oh, but, I like that shot. Man. Yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but um, it also kind of right re- in the face. Yeah. <laughs> it also kind of reminded me of like, you know, when all of us sit down to like watch a movie yeah. together, you know, uh, I always wonder if there's like a if it's, like, you know, you, me, like Jeremy, Sean, Hannah, like we all get together to watch a movie. And like if there's just somebody like new, mm-hmm. that's like. Come to watch the movie with us, or like a friend of a friend. Like I'm always wondering if it's like,
0: <laughs> how are they, yeah, how they're taking it, yeah, and like
1: <laughs> watching the scene. Not that we're at the level of a Tarantino-written script with <laughs> yeah. things that we say while we watch movies, but it made me think about that too. Like it made me think about all of you guys, yeah, and just the little comments and stuff totally, like that. yeah. So it
0: just felt very authentic, yeah, in that way as well. It's a very universally relatable kind of like moment, yeah. You know, obviously we've all sat and like watched TV with a friend right. or something, you know, yeah, exactly. Had comments about it.
1: Um, I
0: also like how it's you know it's it's kind of set up. It's just like this really like minor but really substantial in my mind like kind of planting and payoff that happens in the script here, mm-hmm. where it's like when Brad Pitt the first time we see him go home, yeah, and you know feed Brandy and then sit down and start watching TV while he's eating the mac and cheese. Oh yeah. Um, there's just a really brief moment where when he sits down and he's watching TV and there's like somebody says some comment on the uh, TV that's like. You know, oh well, just because he's a musician doesn't mean he like he's a you know a drug addict or something like that. And Brad Pitt, he's like mid eating. It's just like yeah, yeah. He just says it, <laughs> and then the scene to, cuts. Yeah. But he's just like, you know, it, it just sets up perfectly that like this is a guy who like engages with television on that <laughs> yeah, level, <right>. you know. <laughs> and so then when he's sitting there watching with you know and like the the banter that comes from it, it's like it's like that guy plus having this like personal investment due to like you know his friend and like yeah. colleague being the actor in it and. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, it just, it's one of those things that just, without even knowing you needed it, it feels so natural, you right. know? It's like, they probably could have just gone into that scene and it would have been fine. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's guest spotting on this. But like the fact that they just had that one brief little moment earlier of Brad Pitt talking to his television, yeah, it just made that scene feel even more so like, oh man, yeah, <laughs> this is perfect. Like, <laughs> This is exactly what would be happening when one of their episodes airs, you know? Yeah.
1: I didn't, I don't, I don't know why, um, I, I thought maybe like, maybe their relationship like wouldn't like last through the entire movie or something like that, but I, I really liked that, you know, that like Cliff and, uh, Cliff was like, always in you know rick's corner and vice versa yeah like through the entire movie like yeah there's both never like oh no, no i don't know yeah. if we're gonna yeah and i just really really just love that about them like mm-hmm. you know together and individually and it made me kind of think of like uh jules and vincent from like pulp fiction mm-hmm. it's like that sort of like loyalty yeah like you know <laughs> what i mean and and uh i was trying to think of other you know like Um, You know, duos, you know, in, you know, Tarantino movies or anything, but like that to me was like the closest thing I could think of was, you know, sitting in the diner, you know, talking about like how I'm going to leave this life behind and everything. And then them, you know, him talking about like, I got to go make movies in Italy and this is terrible. (laughs) You know, it was, it drew like a nice little parallel for me, but um, I really like the Spawn Ranch uh, Mm -hmm. sequence. Yeah. That to me is closest to um, La Louisiane in uh, Inglourious Bastards. Mm. Um, It just, I feel like it's the one movie where, like, just kind of the tension is, like, stretched as far as it can. Yeah. Be. I think the La Luisienne is, like, the better the better one. Like, it goes on for a little longer. But there's parts of that sequence that are kind of, like, horror movie-ish mm. where, you know, you don't know what's going on or you're building tension. Or for a while, we don't even see, like, Dakota Fanning's character. She's just shot from behind yeah. sitting in that chair, you know. So um, I really dug that scene more. Mm-hmm. Uh the second time you know I saw it and I just I, I paid attention to more like how the camera moved and everything yeah. and stuff like that. So
0: yeah, no, it's pretty brilliantly constructed. Yeah. And the whole movie really is. But yeah, I mean they, he really ratchets it up right there.
1: Yeah, 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 Uh but yeah, no. Uh movie's awesome. Yeah, it is. Please go see it's it. fucking incredible. It is really, 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 really good. Yeah.
0: Do yourselves a favor. Go see it.
1: Um, today we're gonna talk about a new movie coming out. New trailer. Yep. It's called The Kitchen. The Kitchen. No, it is not a Fox TV cooking show that is Mm -mm. set to air. It's a movie with um, Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss. And they play three wives of uh, mobsters Yeah, in uh, 1970s New York. Irish
0: mobsters, I believe. Irish mobsters.
1: Uh, Hell's Kitchen and all of their uh, spouses go to prison. And they are being supported by, you know... Irish mob, but not enough, and so they decide that they're going to take matters into their own hands and continue their husband's rackets while they're on the inside. Yeah. Uh, It's written and directed by Andrea Burloff, who is credited as a writer. Burloff? Burloff. Yeah. Burloff, sorry. Uh, Written and directed by her, and um, she was a writer on um, Straight Outta Compton? Yeah. Straight Outta Compton. Academy
0: Award nominated writer. Straight out of Compton. Um there's a few other ones she was uh uh yeah, there was um let's see, uh well she has writing credit on the new Conan movie. Ooh. Um yeah, which doesn't seem to have a director or anything, you know, who knows what, what stage that's at. It could just be in development hell and she did a pass on it. But yeah. Um she did that Jamie Foxx movie, Sleepless. Oh yeah. She wrote and yeah. then this movie with Mel Gibson called Bloodfather. like Bloodfather. Yeah. Bloodfather, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those and yeah, and then you know, a couple, a few others. She had like seven or eight, I think, like writing credits altogether.
1: Yeah, it was like ten. Yeah, Sleepless, Bloodfather, World Trade Center. Oh, yeah, and that's then a right. Short, a short called uh, Domestic. Mm. And this is her uh, directorial debut.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like she's even directed any like shorts or anything. This no. is like full on. Yeah. Directorial debut.
1: Apparently, she was, uh, she was, uh, you know, hired to write it, and then like she, uh, I was reading an article that she she impressed the executives so much at Warner Brothers and New Line that they mm. were like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna let you direct this, Diddy."
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So, what nice. do you think about the trailer? Uh. uh so so. Yeah. Looks okay. It's all right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think don't... it looks bad. No, it doesn't look bad. No. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that. It's just if. Anything, I mean, it it looks, aside from, like, the gender swapping... Okay. It kind of looks like a movie I've seen, like, a thousand times.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah. And I don't... Yeah, I don't know if I see anything here, aside from just, like, oh, if you wanted to see, like, Melissa McCarthy, Elizabeth Moss, and Tiffany Haddish, mm-hmm. you know, in a mob film... Yeah. ...then that's the appeal. Right. But it doesn't really seem like it's trying to... Uh, you know market anything beyond that appeal okay um you know and there's there's a lot i guess that goes into it like overall say like you know from just like okay a, a like mob movie standpoint yeah i made i made a little list i'm gonna run down my my quick little joe bob list here do it but <laughs> it like the trailer it, like literally it puts in like everything you would expect to see in a mob movie okay is present in this trailer there is a streak of hard luck resulting in the employment of a morally dubious, previously unthinkable solution to the problem. Right. The first taste of success. The slippery slope that it leads down. Uh, people having conversations while counting large amounts of money. Uh, acts of brutal violence being committed in the streets without legal repercussion. Uh, New York accents. Uh, jokes about the outrageous level of violence that they are now casually engaging in. And then finally, an inkling that maybe ultimately things have gotten a little bit out of hand here. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's pretty much, <laughs> if you wanted like a rundown of like what a mob movie is, like that's pretty much it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so, I mean, you know, in terms of like, you know, knowing the genre that it's working within. Yeah. It seems to have that pretty down, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is you know that's that's sort of an essential component of what I assume the you know objective here is to sort of subvert that mm-hmm. those tropes a bit because obviously mob movies are mostly are not mostly they are rooted in you know intense masculinity and yeah you know those yeah. kinds of personalities mm-hmm. and you know competitive natures and things like that so. Um, So, yeah, obviously, you know, trying to subvert those by, you know, putting an all-female cast that's, you know, going through the same sort of, like, genre tropes and how those things might be changed or altered as a result of this, Mm -hmm. you know, is definitely, that's, like, what you need to do, you know? (laughs) You can't, you know, you can't subvert a genre without adhering to the genre's, you know, staples. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, And then twisting them, but you have to understand them in order to twist them and... It seems like she, you know, given her previous experiences, would have the right knowledge base to oh, kind of, like, yeah. combine... She it, knows the rules. Understand, Yeah, her understanding of those types of, like, you know, yeah, testosterone-driven mm-hmm. genre, uh, you know, uh, like, requirements. Yeah. And then take her own, you know, unique voice born from her own experiences just Mm -hmm. as a woman and as a person yeah and as a filmmaker and just you know somebody like anyone who has individual experiences in the world yeah and uh you know take that vision and kind of combine those two voices into something that could you know take what she's had to learn as a matter of craft or as a matter of like you know occupation Mm -hmm. and combine it with what she's learned as a matter yeah of artistry and you know herself yeah (laughs) And kind of take those two things and play them off of each other. You mm-hmm. know? So it seems like she has a really good, you know, base of experiences and knowledge from which to kind of create the right concoction here mm-hmm. to make this something a little more interesting than just like, hey, it's a bomb movie, but it's women.
1: Yeah. And right. two of
0: them are comedians that are doing dramatic roles now. Yeah, you know, like yeah. there's a little bit of like a stunt casting kind of vibe to it. Okay. You know, which which also is one of those things that makes me feel like it's it's less concerned with actually being intelligent, more concerned with just, like, hey, this is, like, you know, something that would attract audiences now because it's Melissa McCarthy, and she's popular, but she's playing off-character, you know, yeah, or yeah. off-type. Um, and she's... Uh, I, I don't know if Tiffany Haddish has done any, like, dramatic roles before. S- Mal- uh. McCarthy's at least on a couple... You know like can you ever forgive me yeah and she was really good in that yeah i saw
1: that she was really good in that tiffany haddish has been just mainly comedy yeah i, I don't think. know if
0: she's done a drama prior to this has, so bro. so you know having that element to it you yeah. know it makes me sometimes like a little cautious because it's weary. just like okay. okay and then you know and then uh elizabeth moss i don't you know she's a dramatic i don't yeah recall her this is like having a lot her of comedy. yeah
1: you know lead a comedy
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so
1: like you know, uh, kind of left field. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I don't. I wouldn't like see her in this kind of role, but also at the same time, like I'm excited yeah. to see it because it looks like uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm talking in uh, my my comment. I'm gonna make right now because I'm, I'm just thinking about it too much. Is because we're so used to thinking of like the stereotype of like mob movies, mm-hmm. like it's always male, you know, the, the female is, you know, the, the person in the background, you know? So when I think about a mob movie and, you know, the person in the trio of friends or the duo of friends that is the wild card, I immediately think of like a Joe Pesci archetype. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I I think about like, I'm surprised that it's Elizabeth Moss who's like cast as like the wild card, Mm. like someone who's just going to like, you know, Fucking kill anybody because yeah. she just gets pissed off. Yeah, you know, she's gonna pop off. She's gonna pop <laughs> off. You know, so um, but she's got like this really, you know, really cool like intensity to her. Mm-hmm. You know, in in the trailer that I really really like, and uh, I'm actually kind of a a big fan of like Tiffany Haddish and uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, like, in these roles mainly because like I normally just see them in comedies or something that's you know right. funny yeah. so uh and i mean i don't know how many times i've watched a movie where there's a comedian doing a dramatic uh role but I, for the most part i'm always pretty satisfied and sometimes kind of uh you know surprised at the you know very uh honest and serious level of performance that comes out of you know comedians Um, And I've also heard interviews where comedians just say, like, doing drama is, like, really easy. Like, it's kind of easy for us. So, you know, it seems to just sort of come fairly naturally.
0: Soderbergh was a big proponent of that because when he did Ocean's Eleven and he had Bernie Mac, you know, playing one of the characters, he had cast him mainly to be, like, comic relief. And then he was like, dude, when we did the dramatic scenes with him, he was like, I want to start casting comedians as dramatic actors because, like they obviously have such a great sense of timing and rhythm because right. you have to develop that to be good at comedy. Right. That, right. Yeah, no, it's, it's like they said, going from drama to comedy is like really fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. going from comedy to drama is like, oh, this is like fucking remedial <laughs> class, you know, for yeah, actors. Right. Yeah, <laughs> So,
1: um, So. One of the title cards of the trailer has it that this is a uh, DC comic book. It's I wanted to bring that up, yeah. DC Vertigo graphic novel. Um, and so, uh, this, the trailer to me, I was going to ask you this, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that the trailer to me feels like a comic book movie to me. Mm-hmm. The, uh, at least the editing of it. Um, they use a lot of like split screen, and a lot of the sp- split screen is like squared off. Yeah. So I get the feeling. Yeah, you
0: get like, a little bit of panel, which also yeah. plays into the '70s cinema vibe too, though. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. did a lot of that type of stuff. Uh,
1: but even everything from like the sets, you know, even like the lighting of it, like it feels like a comic book to me. Mm-hmm. It feels a- just a little. Uh, a little bit like not a real city but just like a more enhanced version of a city uh, and I get that vibe from the trailer which I think makes me a bit more comfortable with you know the uh, our three main actresses You yeah. know, like with, with their roles in it because it just feels a bit more heightened than like let's say a Martin Scorsese you know mobster movie that actually feels like a, a real city in a real place yeah you know kind of thing so
0: yeah, no, it's uh, you know it's funny because it um, it seems like they're really I don't want to say like like concealing the fact that it's based off of a comic, but uh-huh. there's it's there if you look. It is, yeah. But they're certainly not advertising the fact no. that it's based off a comic. Uh-huh. Like it seems like one of those things they're kind of trying to keep a little bit under wraps. Yeah. Um, which I'm guessing has to do mainly with marketing. Um, you know, it's the only it's,
1: said it show the logo. That's it.
0: Yeah, that's and it's, you know, it's buried in the credits screen. too yeah, that yeah. shows up for half a second at the mm-hmm. end of the trailer. Like I caught like a glimpse of it. and yeah. then that's what sent me. I was like, wait, is this based on a comic? And yeah. then I looked it up and sure enough, it was. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's it's interesting. Like, I don't you know, I'm, I'm just curious kind of like the decision making behind that. Like, you know, how to how they're marketing this film is like is pretty kind of fascinating to me. Okay um because i feel you know it, it's it's interesting this whole movie like with the whole gender swap and you know what i'm guessing just given like kind of the way you know everything's moving right now currently mm-hmm. in time that you know there's there's probably this is a big like female empowerment you know okay. kind of movie and i should and say
1: that the graphic novel has them as three women as well it's yeah, not yeah just it's not like it was three guys. yeah they, they didn't it. yeah right yeah, all right go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah um so, you know, it seems like that's, you know, the, an angle to this, which yeah. is like, you know, cool. That's fine. Um, but it's, you know, given that there's like, you know, there's these weird things where I'm starting to see, you know, and this is definitely like a art versus commerce or like okay. the message versus the business kind of like considerations that uh, maybe the movie is just kind of caught in that limbo. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it, it seems interesting to me with this comic book thing in particular that it's like okay, well, if this is more of like a female empowerment kind of story, than like, you know, the, uh, you know, that, which is what the angle that the trailers seem to be taking, mm-hmm. you know, they're not this like super, it's much more about like, you know, the, the struggle yeah. of like, you know, sort of, you know, moving into a male dominated industry and asserting yourself, you right. know, it has very obvious parallels to, you know, a lot of what's going on yeah. in the world right now. Um, well, has been going on in the world, mm-hmm. but is, you know, being much more discussed and hopefully addressed nowadays. um, So, you know, that type of stuff is, I think, is pretty clear. Um, But, you know, then also, you know, not promoting the fact that it's based off of a comic Mm -hmm. seems also to be playing into this old stereotype that, quote unquote, girls don't like comics and things. Okay. You know, that like it might push away a female viewership if Mm -hmm. they were, you know, if it were even mentioned that this is based off of a comic, you know, that I'm probably garnered some sort of acclaim. You know, that would be sort of just more like laurels in its belt to say like, hey, it's this like really celebrated graphic novel. It's being adapted, you know, that was also written by women, you know, that was then adapted into this film, being written and directed by a female director and Mm -hmm. like, you know, all that type of stuff. And sure, you don't want to like go into like pandering territory. But again, those two things seemed a little bit at like odds with each other. Hmm, It was like, okay, we're putting out this female empowerment movie that's based off of a comic, but girls don't like comics. So let's not talk about that okay you know is is kind of like a little bit of the vibe when i saw that dc vertigo logo yeah. it like that it immediately weirded me out i'm like wait is this because it's like obviously they're pushing this to more of like a female audience mm-hmm. and i'm
1: trying to think of like a movie other than like let's say let's say Watchmen or v for vendetta where like Aside from the movie marketing of it, of, you know, the characters and the story and the images, there is also title cards that are like from the groundbreaking, you know, graphic novel, yeah. you know, and uh, I'm not saying that like the kitchen graphic novel is not groundbreaking, but I mean, I think there's certainly something to be, you know, something groundbreaking about a graphic novel that it has three female characters lead characters yeah. that is also being now transformed into a movie that's and not
0: superhero that aren't superheroes exactly also, right. also, that's yeah true, that's true that's true that are actually very very you know normal people yeah confronted with a yeah you know extraordinary it st-
1: could be just like you know even though they're not superheroes it could just be like superhero fatigue mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like kind of avengers end game is like done like that's yeah. all out so maybe maybe the idea was like
0: It's more like counter programming. Exactly. Like, yeah, we don't want, you know, people, yeah, there's enough comic book stuff out there that we don't need to like pile into that.
1: Yeah. And if people end up finding the graphic novel great, but, you know, we're not lauding this as like, hey, we're part of this machine and we're just trying to ride the back of, you know, uh, the biggest movie of the summer or, or whatever has come out, you know, which
0: those are types of things that, you know, like, yeah, a movie like this, even if that's all it is, is like, hey, we're just doing a mob movie, but like it's an all female cast instead. Like, again, fine. Yeah. Maybe I'm not super interested in that. But again, like representation all over the place, like is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. People should be able to watch movies and see I'm themselves big, represented. I'm but I'm a big
1: fan of the gender swap. Like yeah. I kind of wish it was like done a little bit more.
0: Right. You know? Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting, but it's also one of those things that can like I feel like the interest can get lost in limbo of just sort of like the idea that, hey, we're doing a gender swap.
1: Oh, you know, that that's like all yeah, you do
0: is, you know, it's, it's like the same issue I've had with, you know, on the opposite side of uh-huh. things for a long time is like male screenwriters writing strong female characters oh, yeah, 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 in the past would end up just being like you just wrote a guy with boobs. <laughs> you know like (laughs) it's kind of doing the opposite where it's like if we just write male characters and then just cast women you know it's you know sure it's being done for like a different reason Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. i still feel like the end result is like but the character and the casting don't match you know that's really the issue i think that's a huge issue with any film right is if the character you've written and the actor you cast aren't a match then like that's going to come out as a problem in a right, film, you yeah, know? Exactly. Um, exactly. So, you know, again, it seems like with the, you know, credentials at play here that, you know, everyone involved at the script level, even with the, you know, the graphic novel and beyond, you know, understand, like, what territory they're going into here and potentially really do have something of interest to say mm-hmm. with this kind of, like, gender swap, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um, you know, even the title... You know, the title is pretty evocative, especially just, you yeah know, being Hell's Kitchen and, like, obviously the old, you know, stereotypes of, we like, women belonging in the kitchen. In the kitchen yep. And, you know, playing off of that, again, I think just, like, what I was saying earlier about, like, women breaking into a male-driven thing, it's pretty it, – it's it's put right there in front of you, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. what we're discussing here. Right. Um So I'm just hoping they have something interesting to say with it because okay. – um because one of the you know, one of the other things actually and this this brings up yeah another point that I wanted to discuss at least a little bit. Yeah. Is um you know, the like and again, this is speculation. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this movie is about these three women, and at the end of the movie, it's just like, look, they're shitty too. You know, like maybe it's not a big female empowerment oh, okay. thing. Okay, all right, but
1: that could be an interesting. Uh, yeah, take. Uh, yeah, but
0: you know, because because my the whole thing that seems at odds with itself here, as far as like genre and the gender swap, is uh-huh. that like mob movies, they're they're always about the rise and the fall. Yes, you know, and it ends up being like a morality tale, right? Is is really what mob movies are? They're like, you know, they're they're the current version of like old Greek tragedies and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Is really, you know, it's even it's this big dynasty family and it's coming to an end, you know, or whatever, you know the the they've come home to roost, you know, all the <laughs> shit that you've you know done in the past and laid right. down these seeds is now finally coming back to you, and you're realizing what you know mm-hmm. was so wrong about everything. Yeah. And, you know, you know, these movies can't really like morally condone this behavior at the end of the day. Yeah. Because it's, you know, maliciously criminal (laughs) behavior, you know, like system, you know, like, like, yeah, organized criminal behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, so, you know, so they always have, you know, the fall at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's what I'm curious about with this movie is it's like, you know, okay, we're empowering these women to like take control of this male dominated thing. But at the end of the day this thing they're taking control of is an awful thing Mm -hmm. that is based in crime and murder and all the awful shit.
1: Yeah. Right. You
0: know, that we shouldn't be condoning. So like, how do you kind of square that circle at the end of this movie between like, you know, they've ascended to these ranks, but at the same time, what they're doing is horrible. Right. So, you know, I personally, I would think it's really cool if they, this, you know, what the gender swap message of this movie was, Mm -hmm. was like, look women can be just as like profoundly fucked up and wrong as men can be you know and 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 fuck up in the most epic, like magnificent ways possible, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, and at the end of the day, like, yeah, they still, you know, it still says like condones this behavior or whatever. It's bad, but it's just like, you know, yeah. I, I would kind of think that's, that's kind of a cool route to take. To be I like, didn't,
1: I told, I didn't even think about that right now until you brought it up. Yeah. That and it would be really,
0: I would, I would think that's awesome. And actually a really important part of this conversation, you yeah. know, that's happening right now in the yeah. world and, and in film with like, you know, representation, diversity, mm-hmm. Um, You know, and all those types of things that like adding this nuance to it is a really important part of that progress that, you know, it's like, you know, somebody was saying, I I know when Captain Marvel came out um, that, you know, hey, it's just okay. And that's kind of the best, you know, that's kind of great. Like the the movie was just yeah, that the movie was just okay and is getting a sequel because they were like, that's kind of true equality. Yeah. Is like when there's a bad female led superhero movie and it still gets a sequel. Because bad male superhero movies have been getting sequels for fucking years, you know? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But,
0: you know, even Wonder Woman was, like, it was, like, weeks after it came out and, like, blew up the box office. They were, like, okay, we'll do a second one, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. But, like, Captain
0: Marvel, they were just, you know, it came out and it was okay. And it was, like, whatever, we're still doing, like, four more of these guys, you know? And everyone was kind of, like, see, that's progress, you know? Like... (laughs) that's a good thing you know when it it doesn't have to be yeah a complete like box office monster Mm -hmm. you know to get a sequel and still be promoted and like thought of as like a valuable thing to contribute you know so so you know i like the idea and you know that like hey maybe this is a movie about women that are bad you know and they just happen to be really good at being bad and then that ends up being a problem for them because that ends up being a problem for, you know, it's like yeah. universal, but we're just kind of like playing the universality of the gender swap is yeah. what could be interesting here that it's like, no, nothing's different. I it's think just that's, women, I you think know, that's,
1: <laughs> I think that's kind of why I, I dig the trailer. I feel like you're kind of like, as you're telling me this, I feel like you're pulling out my, why I like this trailer mm. without even like realizing it yeah. because it's just like, there's, uh, Not to like switch to a completely different trailer, but there are parallels. Is that there's that trailer to that movie that came out called Hustlers with uh, Constance Wu, Jennifer Lopez, um, Lizzo is in it, Cardi B. And it's based off a true story about all these strippers that decided to take a bunch of Wall Street guys for their money. And so when they would like
0: Cardi B's story, I I think. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm pretty, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, But uh, I really like the trailer to the mm. movie um and I, I you know jeremy sent it to me one morning when it came out and i was just like i watched it i'm like you know not in a derogatory way but just in the way of like the the drive that like these women had to you know like you know robin hood mentality like yeah. steal from the rich and give to me the poor i'm the poor yeah i'm the poor, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the poor. <laughs> like i told them, i was my response to this was hit to the trailer like this is kind of what i hope like an ocean's a f- all female oceans movie would mm-hmm. be like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck you guys, we're gonna do this for us, yeah. you know. But I think the one thing that that trailer does that this trailer doesn't really do too much at it all it, it comments on, you know, that fall that you're talking about. Like, yes, yeah. it's very prevalent in the Hustlers trailer where it's just like, it's great, we're making money, this and that. And then there's a part of the trailer where somebody asks the question, like, at what point. Do you think everything got out of hand? Is a mm-hmm. question in that trailer, and then we start seeing, you know, that fall sure. in the trailer. Yeah. Whereas this one, I don't really feel like I see that 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 switch or that that fall. Where it yeah. I think there may be that one part where Melissa McCarthy's on the phone and she's just like, "If we go to like this part of yeah, town, we'll like, be we're killed, never yeah. coming back." Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, but um, but I mean, other than that, like I I am really liking the trailer because of. It's it's putting it's putting these women in stakes that I've normally seen men in mobster movies. Yeah. And being able to see how they like, you know, react to
0: it. Right. Per the story. Yeah, it gives it a definitely like a different perspective on yeah. you know, so stuff that is again very well worn. Right. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, I'd, I would think that that's really interesting. And again, being originally, you know, a graphic novel on the DC Vertigo imprint, you know, would make me think that because Vertigo very much deals with stories of like massive moral ambiguity, Big time. you know, where there aren't really clear cut heroes and villains. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. even the even the people that you're kind of on the side of are, you know, at the end of the day, might even let you down, you know. <laughs> yeah. Kind of things, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So I, I'd, I'd kind of like to think that you know. G- again, given this pedigree of everyone involved with this, that this could be a much more interesting story that they're trying to weave here than yeah, just yeah. sort of like, you know, yeah, we're women and we can do this thing that men do, and it's like, right. you know, awesome, that's great. But like again, you're kind of you're functioning within this genre, and mm-hmm. this genre has this like very specific element to it. Yeah, and that's also I think there's a real you know for some there's a real opportunity for a really creative. Uh, kind of collision of those things, you know, to occur here and, and, you know, resolve in some way that's, like, completely unexpected but, you know, feels inevitable once it's revealed to you, Yeah, you know, like great endings are.
1: Whatever genre is being made in the movie, like, despite if it's a, you know, male or a female, you know, you should still hold those characters to, you know, the consequences of said genre. Yeah, You know, whatever they exactly. may mean, you know, uh, and like have no, you know, have no bones about it. You right. know. And obviously the consequences will be unique to maybe that particular gender, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're just as, you know, ugly and, and as intense as, you know, a mob movie sometimes can get
0: yeah you know so yeah um, any any choice you make about a type of character you're going to have in a film is going to have an enormous impact on like you know their perspective throughout the movie how yeah. they're going to react to things things like that and it's like
1: there's also a black it's common is a black uh police detective yeah that's that right looks like he is on on the on their case uh-huh. you know in yep. some in <laughs> some way so there's there's that as well yeah you know, that's um different because mm-hmm. it's usually like a white cop yep white cop with a mustache yeah you know? right <laughs> so um yeah But I had two questions hearing you talk. One I was going to ask anyways, but the other one kind of came because we were talking about all this gender stuff. Uh, One I was going to ask, do you have a favorite mob movie?
0: Uh, I mean, it's really hard to top Goodfellas. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much much the one. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a huge Sopranos fan as well, of course, which is, you know, it's... It's so much more expansive. I mean, that's episodic, and that went on for so many seasons as well. It's You can't really compare that to a movie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah. And also that show is like, it's it's not really like a show about the mob. It's a show about people who happen to be in the mob. Yes. I think would be the best way to describe it. <laughs> and, yeah, it's incredible. I, I have nothing but, you know, the, the highest praise for that show. But yeah. as far as like a mob movie goes, I mean, yeah, Goodfellas, you really can't. Yeah. You can't fuck with that. I have can't uh, fuck with the king, man.
1: (laughs) I'm like tied tied between like Goodfellas and The Godfather, Mm -hmm. and The Godfather only. Yeah, I mean, Godfather is a pretty Godfather only because of the uh, you know familial element in it. Just that that the actual like family um, portion portions of that movie just make the you know mob or crime elements just a bit more you know bit more intense yeah um i think i got a soft spot for scarface just because i saw it at such a young age Mm -hmm. it was just like yes this is what money power and respect is all about yep (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah um my other question was going to be uh of all the mob movies in the world is there one that you would gender swap Mm. and not how how you how would you do it but just sort of like you know getting get into that a little bit cuz when we were yeah. talking about it that's what i thought like is that let's say this movie you know exceeds expectations right it's coming out in august um I don't, I don't know if, like, August is really considered, like, a dump month for movies. Yeah. I mean, it's not... It's we're at the tail one. end of summer. Not quite into
0: award season yet, no. but... Yeah. I feel, you know, but... Blockbuster season's winding down. It
1: is, you know? So, like, it has the potential to be one of those movies of, like, hey, mass audiences have seen, you know, Spider-Man and all the bigger ones, and, like, hey, there's just you know, it's a different, like you said, counter-programming. Yeah. So let's go check this out. and So let's say it makes, like, a big hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, exceeds expectations, like... You know, trend-wise, would the next step be to, with, you know, remakes and reboots? Yeah. Is to take something like Scarface, which they've been trying to reboot for quite a few years now, with Mm -hmm. different directors attached, like, do they take something like Scarface and say, like, what if we put a woman in it? Yeah. That would obviously be the wrong idea, because you would need to make sure that the story services... Right, yeah, there's a reason to do that. Yeah, yeah. right, (laughs) but uh, I'm sure it's not on, like, you know, studios to just be like, yeah. Just uh, they're doing it all <laughs> over the place right
0: now. It's just like s- this movie, throw but with a woman. A woman. In there, yeah.
1: Throw a black guy in there. Throw a black woman in there. Whatever you know. Gonna, what I
0: mean. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say the movie I would like to see gender swapped is this movie I've recently recently seen a trailer for called The Kitchen. I feel like <laughs> if it had an all white male cast, it would really bring something <laughs> <laughs> new to the table. <laughs> um. Very nice. No, I'm very joking. nice. Of course. um but yeah no i mean honestly i would i would much prefer to just see a new material made, you know (laughs) (laughs) rather than like let's take this old movie and gender swap it it's like no just make a fucking new movie movie, you know just like come up with a fucking idea Uh all right and (laughs) you know one that supports a good reason for there to be female leads you know just like any other movie needs a good reason for there to be a male lead or a black lead or a homosexual lead. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's the same type of consideration. It's just like, just there's gotta be a good reason to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's at the end of the day, you know, the thing that I care about the most. All right. Um, So yeah, you know, just like, but any, like inevitably anything like that, that I would gender swap, like, you know, okay, let's take Goodfellas or Scarface or whatever. It's like, I'd immediately just be like, no, fuck you. Because the idea, you don't, there's not a good reason for this. The reason for this is a studio exec thought, Hey, if we took this and put a woman in it, we could make a bunch of money. You know, (laughs) like that's the extent of that, you know, and that's not really like progressivism or, Mm -hmm. you know, anything like that. And again, kind of underscore, you know, I also don't like the idea that like, doing that also i think would kind of subconsciously also say that like the best women could do would be to step into men's shoes okay rather than have their own you know that's also why like i know idris elba kind of talked about that a bit with all these uh, rumors about um james bond oh was like i'd rather just play a different character Super agent, yes. you know, because again, like you know, putting black a black g- it just makes it seem like the oh well, the best you can aspire to is to eventually take up the reins of this white character, yeah, you know, right. and it's like no, that's the wrong message, mm-hmm. you know. He should be his own character, yeah, you know, that has his own strengths, you know, and and whatever, and and story and mythos and build, you know, build that up, right? So that there's this black super agent, you know, that's mm-hmm. not just like the black James Bond. It's you know, whoever, whatever his name is. I don't yeah. know. Idris Elba. If they just called him Idris Elba, I'd be like, I'll watch that. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Idris Elba is
1: Idris Elba. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I mean, overall, I'm pretty excited to... I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this movie. Like, yeah. I'm I, looking forward to this counter-programming.
0: I want it to be good. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think there's definitely... There are things of interest to this film, yes, for sure. and it it has a lot of potential to be something yeah, like very interesting, very good. And you know, a lot, like what we talked about, you know, like revenge last year, oh, which yeah, we've yeah. brought up many times, is that's like the prime example of like, you know, how to subvert a genre, mm-hmm. you know, they did a great job. Like, that one, you know, wasn't really gen- the, the whole rape-revenge genre is oh, always yeah. female-led, but the way that they subverted it and made it say something else entirely mm-hmm. as a result of, like, this different angle that it was approached by, right, uh, from, right. you know, that, that would be the most analogous thing I could think to this. Like, okay. if revenge could do for those types of movies... Or if this movie can do to mob movies what Revenge did for, you know, like, rape Rape revenge revenge movies as far as, like, giving it this completely different perspective that really, like, changes it. Yeah, yeah. And um, gives you a new insight and perspective into not only this film and this character, but, like, this genre as a whole, you know?
1: Right. Um, Is this movie rated R? I'm pretty sure it is. I hope so. I'm looking at it. right
0: Yep, it is. Okay. Good. good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like touch and go there for we Yeah, uh, no, it's for a second. I was hour, like that. Guys. We almost changed changed another hour I would have been <laughs> like fuck everything I just said this movie sucks. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> yeah, no. That's great. Sweet.
1: Yeah, for uh, violence, language throughout and some sexual content. Mm. Yeah. It is the first major drama production for Tiffany Haddish. That's in the Oh, tri- there you that, go. That's in the trivia. Nice. Nice.
0: I forget a scene of like them conducting business at like a male strip club.
1: <laughs> oh, so they're just like dogs, yes. like all
0: around, That'd be like awesome. fucking, you know, scrotum cleavage, just like being popped in people's faces and shit.
1: It is also the first live-action, theatrically released movie from DC to be rated R since Watchmen.
0: That is a. There are a lot of qualifiers on that statement.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's like the most unimpressive like trivia ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Well. All right. This movie comes out August ninth. Yeah. 2019 next week. Um. I think this is going to be a Tuesday movie for me. Yeah. I'm going to see if uh, the Phipps would like to see if the
0: Phipps. I, I feel <laughs> like the Phipps would enjoy it. Yeah. I, think I don't know. So too. Daryl. Daryl might be ruined after Widows because he didn't care for Widows that much, and this that's is right. kind of the same exact I did, premise. I did get yeah. a lot of shit from him for Widows. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't. You know. Widows is fine. Yeah. It's not McQueen's best movie, but it's it's I fine. Do, yeah. yeah, and there's parts of it that are excellent. Yes. But anyway. Whatever, Daryl. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, dude. Whatever. But I mean, even that one, you know, I thought Widows went too far into the territory of having quote unquote things to say, um, to the okay. point where it it reduced its it was character. Too for you? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> fucking whole movie. You should just put the movie case on a soapbox. <laughs> um, but it. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, that because I thought the issue was it reduced all of its characters to mouthpieces. Okay. You know, I didn't, they, uh, many of the characters in that movie, also because of how sprawling the cast was and the number of concerns raised by the film, mm-hmm. it had to be spread itself so thin that like a lot of the characters kind of got reduced to just like, yeah, mouthpieces for their cause okay. rather than feeling like fleshed out people that yeah, actually yeah. exist in the world and care about this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was problematic, you know, uh, not like, not like this movie has serious issues and it's misrepresenting things just like as a movie, Mm -hmm. I thought that weakened it, you know? Right on. Um, but, uh, but I still enjoyed it overall, but like, so yeah, so I think this one, you know, this movie obviously having a similar premise and kinds of things seems like it might have a better balance of those things of like, you know, what we're trying to say with this film versus like. You know, at the end of the day, a mob movie also should be kind of fun, you yes. know, to watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we should kind of get wrapped up in the success, you know, mm-hmm. so that way when the downfall happens and we have this sort of like, you know, come to Jesus moment of like, oh God, what have I been doing? This is horrible. This isn't yeah. who I am, you know, or shouldn't be. Right. You know, that we feel that because we've been enjoying, you know, the fruits of our labors as right, well right, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah you know that's another like element of balance that that you know comes into the genre that you know will be interested to see how they how they really play here um well i'm hoping it's
1: not yeah. anything like gotti yeah <laughs> that's my two cents on it yeah yeah if you're a better mob movie than gotti
0: well then then you're i think dora the explorer is a better mob movie than gotti it's true yeah <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like,
1: i'm sure the mob plays some part in it the mexican yeah. mob Oh, yeah. I mean, you yeah. get that
0: much gold floating around, but somebody wants it. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, jewelry all around.
0: Yeah. I've played enough Tomb Raider games and seen <laughs> enough national treasure <laughs> snippets to know. <laughs> <You're> fucking right. <laughs> yes. Yep. All right. That's all I got for the kitchen. Yeah. Done with the kitchen.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Yeah. See ya.
1: Bye. I was trying to come up with like a kitchen, like, now we're going to go to the kitchen. Yeah.
0: No, all mine were sexist, so I just didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, that might not be the nut right now to end <laughs> this on.
1: Bye.